So, what what do you do if you see a podcast lying on the ground? What does it pick it? No, no, leave it where it is because podcasts are dirty and they might give you RL herpes. This is the Loading Ready Run.com podcast for February 14th, 2010. Happy Valentine's Day, y'all. It's and Chinese New Year. It's and Chinese New Year, yeah, sure. Between what Tim just said, which is aural herpes. <laughs> yeah. Herpes of the ear. That yeah. sounds really... Terrifying. Yeah. Really unpleasant, yeah. <clears throat> it's also good to note that Graham said 2010 and nobody corrected him on it. No, I've given up. Yeah, he, so he, he flip-flops on it. it I'm fine. Sometimes he does it 2010, I, I sometimes he does it. I say, 2010, I say 2010 in conversation, but for some reason, when I'm doing the intro, it's like, no, I'm in my announcer voice. 2010. <laughs> 2010. I don't, I don't see what the problem is. We're not getting into that. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the video this week. Green. Tim, you should take point on this. I should take point on this. Well, um, I hear you wrote it. Then. I, well, wrote is a very strong word. Yeah. <laughs> it's more like it, it it flowed through me. Oh, wow. Onto the screen of my, my computer. Sexy. Um, from a muse? Yeah, you, I mean, muse is also a very strong word. Mm. Some people don't even like that band anymore. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> no! Seriously? Muse is offering on their website an exclusive remix of their latest single by Smash International Superstar DJ Tiesto. That's <laughs> sweet. Tiesto is awesome, DJ. Where, where do I find that? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's sweet. Download that. I want to hear it. For the record, I like both of the singles that they have on the radio right now. So, they're, I'm eh. sorry. They're old albums. We sure agree to disagree. Um, I like them when they're. I don't think she agreed to that at all. <laughs> anyway, I'm agreeing to disagree with her. <laughs> okay. Um, I disagree. I disagree. <laughs> where, where are we now? Uh-huh. Um, I wrote green. Be, like, even I think slightly before I started actually getting involved with loading ready run stuff, or maybe slightly after. It was a long time ago, and it was just like I mean, some of this I've said in the loading tub already, but. It was just taking what what is a pretty obvious joke and making it in a variety of ways in sequence to one another, getting more and more ridiculous. Uh, I really like the play of two idiots uh, bantering back and forth and following each other's logic. Um, because, I mean, you, you, you get a lot of the straight man and then, you know, the the person doing weird things. Uh, you don't, I, I don't see as much outside of like Monty Python of the multiple people doing weird stuff and then one straight man just sitting there going i have no idea what's happening it's often just it's often an interplay between the straight person and the, and the crazy person not not an interplay between the two crazy people yeah that's something that we've tried to do uh we've tried to do in a couple of videos yeah. is um rather than have like a straight man and a, and a silly person have two two <laughs> clearly silly people or, or yeah like the entire a, silly worlds basically someone who appears to be a straight man at first yeah yes, exactly. and then uh is revealed to be as silly as yeah yeah i'm also a big fan of basically stupid people trying to interact with one another <laughs> yeah so it's like yeah. watching a train wreck <laughs> i think i think my my favorite jokes in this video are are the ones where it's like where where morgan for example uh, justifies that he gets to go first by saying that he's older and has a bigger mug. And instead of my character going, no, that doesn't make any sense, he goes, yeah, that's good reasoning. I agree with you. Let's let's go with that. So those are those are my some of my favorite kinds of jokes. 
I also like that uh, you you agree with him that a CFL isn't a real light bulb. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm I'm gonna have to go with Jason on this one. Yeah. Yeah. He gets a point. <laughs> yeah. Or no, you're Jason. He's whatever. Whatever his name Thomas. is. Thomas. Thomas. Yeah. Names aren't important. Even even though it's in your advantage to disagree. Yeah. Exactly. Still agree. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What else is there? I mean, a lot of this a lot of this gets covered in loading time, which you should watch. It's yeah, the first, it's the first individual like single video loading time in a while. So yeah, and it covers a lot of a lot of fun stuff. The paint was definitely. I mean, as you say in the thing, the paint was the big, yeah, sort of um, the big uh, stalling point for why we took so long to do this video. Because you wrote this like a year and a half ago. Yeah, about that. Yeah, and it's just we couldn't find them or we couldn't find paint. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't. We didn't know every, where to get it. Every time I thought about it, like every now and then, I would go, "Hey, I should look for paint," and then couldn't find it. So yeah, I gave up for a while, and then I thought again. But yeah, cool. I thought it worked together well. Sharice came in and saved the day. Da, 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 da. And she was able to use that as uh, you know. She's like, "Look, I did makeup for these people," and uh, she got a she got a gig in Vancouver doing makeup for a really for one of the media houses at the Olympics. Oh wow, really? Yeah. So she's uh, well because uh, she helped us out with uh, the first episode of ENN as well. Right, she's like, "Look, I did the makeup for that." And they're like, "Great, put makeup on the Mara Vancouver." <laughs> so, sweet, yeah, pretty cool. Larry, we're on launching careers. Yay! But especially our own, hopefully. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> yeah. say, hopefully our own at some point. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, let's 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 think about number one first. Buddy, ready, run first, then our friends. Um. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Ready, run. You'll get your turn. I guess. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to think of what else there is to add that isn't in the loading time. Uh, we didn't really cover the garbage cans that much. Oh, that's true, yeah. Which was so much fun. That was, yeah. The garbage cans, we got the, the cheapest garbage cans we could that still worked for the purpose. Cut the bottoms out of them with a pair of flower flowery garden shears. Because they were the cheapest garden shears <laughs> we could get. And uh, I was going to, like, just cut them out, but the, the plastic was quite yielding. And I just basically jammed the really sharp part of the garden shears in and just pushed it around. And it... Uh, yeah. Went, Is that your your usual tactic well. there? Just <laughs> jam it in and push. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I try. <laughs> Rather than Moving using on. it properly, apparently. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. And then fitting into them, like, we, we couldn't, I, I at least I couldn't fit into them. Morgan's a lot thinner than I am. Uh, but I couldn't fit into it by stepping in from the top. It had to go over the head, as you can kind of see in the video. Mm-hmm. And even then, almost got stuck. Yeah. Because, like, <laughs> I don't know, like... <laughs> It, it's smaller in there than you might think. Garbage can. Those were big garbage cans. It is hard to fit in a garbage can to fit all of you or like you know your upper body and and arms and stuff. Like there's no way. Like I was, like when I first read the script, I was like, okay, so we're gonna have to get garbage cans to cut the bottoms out. And I think I think actually Morgan was like, no, no, we can no, we can totally find garbage cans to fit inside. We no, yeah, it'd be fine. <laughs> no. <laughs> so yeah, we yeah, we go to the hardware store and he's like, oh, <laughs> like yeah yeah. <laughs> Not even Charisse, who was with us. Not even Charisse, who's tiny, can fit inside one of those. Yeah. And uh, so we got one, and uh, yeah. You had to pull it. I had to pull it over my head and then hug myself real tight. Yeah. <laughs> it's all it's all head acting. Yeah. Which uh, it yeah turns out so well. It's just when they stare at one another and disappear, and then the I'm winning, which we also yeah. think is like just so well, funny. That's one thing I really like to try to get across in the loading times is that when we are preparing these jokes. We often just make ourselves laugh before we do it, because like we find what we do really funny as well. 
Yeah. So when like when when Morgan and I are prepping the looking at each other and ducking down thing, <laughs> and everybody else just bursts out laughing. Yeah. That's pretty much how a lot of this stuff goes. It's a lot of fun. And um, trying to think of what else. What else? all the stuff on the wall that Tally did. Mm. There oh, are yeah. all those little signs. Yeah. Uh, in the loading time, I give you a, a shot of each one so you can pause on it and read it. But there's a lot of little little jokes and details in there that are pretty funny. Yeah, a lot of good sort of office wall stuff. What? Whose idea was it to write Smeghead on that? I think that was Tally. Was it? Yeah. It's gross. I, I like someone on the Escapist is like, is that a Red Dwarf reference? Wait, what else? <laughs> like, well, yes. It, given that they invented the word Smeg. Yeah. Mm, pretty yes. much. So. The uh, um, also uh, there was a point brought up in the on the forums that was pretty entertaining, which is the garbage cans, because um, people were saying, "Boy, I hope you guys get some get some use out of those garbage cans." Having having bought them for this, we actually shot green several weeks ago. We shot green on a Friday, and then we shot just drive on the following Saturday, and uh, but they just went up in a different order. And the garbage bins that Matt knocks over in just drive when he's harassing Ben's car. Mm-hmm. Uh, is uh, the same same garbage can. So we've already got two videos out of them. Sterling work. Yeah. Hmm. Honestly, more than we get out of our average prop. So yay! Yay! Um, yeah. So unskippable this week. Assassin's Creed Two. Oh yes, right. We had to do a lot of chopping to get this one to work properly. There's not enough like singularly long scenes at the beginning of that game. So there's like there's the one big chunk with the flashback to Italy. Which, and I maintain, like, the Animus is supposed to translate everything, but it honestly is just like the Universal Translator in Star Trek in that it only translates when it wants to. And when it wants to let people speak their native language for dramatic effect, it does. Which is ridiculous. Uh, so they're, half the time they're speaking English, half the time they're speaking Italian. An Italian speaker on the, like, a, an Italian on the Escapist was like, my God, could they not have got people who can actually pronounce Italian? Because apparently <laughs> they can't. Uh, now, I've heard that you can actually, if you like, play the entire game in Italian. Really? No, Bad you can, Italian? You can, change, you can change the actual, like, significant voiceover to Italian and then set up subtitles. Huh. That would be interesting. I'd like to see that. Yeah. But, um, so, it, it, just, it just seems odd. But then there's lots of little bits. We have to jump, we have to, we have to cut a big section. We, we, we sometimes do that. It, it feels, you know... It feels a little bit like we're cheating, but not enough to make us stop. Because <laughs> otherwise we can't get an episode out of it. That's what a lot of people say about a lot of things. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I thought it. Uh, I thought the episode turned out quite well. Um, of course, Paul isn't here right now to discuss it. Where is Paul? Oh, Paul's on vacation. Is Paul vacation. somewhere cold and desolate? Oh, I wish, yeah. No, no he's somewhere fabulous, I You think. wish? <laughs> no. You wish Paul was somewhere cold and desolate? Yeah, no. his own personal hell. He's still, Paul is still in Hawaii. Yeah. Having a nice holiday. So, good for him. But the, um, uh, I'm trying to remember one of my favorite jokes from the thing is I think that the, uh, I think they're saying push. But the handmaidens keep going spingy, and I guess that means push. And so we just keep being like, "Yeah, come on, spingy!" And then she screams, and it's like, "That's that's not spingy at all. You're terrible at giving birth." I like that. That and and I'm glad that a lot of people got the uh, quantum leap reference, which is good. Which I guess just mentioning Al was enough to get that point across. So. Yes. Uh, Enn. Enn. 
Man, do I love this episode. Yeah, this is a good episode. From uh, like from start to finish, it was rock solid. But, uh, Jerry, you want to talk about the feature story first? Yeah. Uh, so, we... Uh, yeah. This story was originally called Sonic Abuse. Uh, yeah. Renamed Black and Blue Streak in reference to uh, the old Sonic cartoon. Uh, the Saturday morning cartoon. There were two Sonic cartoons back in the day. Yeah, and they they ran at the same time. They're, they're, I looked them up. They aired at the same time. But but one was a week weekday cartoon, and one was a Saturday morning cartoon. Is that yes, correct? Yes. Yeah. One of them was a. Um, I had no idea Sonic was so popular. Yeah, one of them was a the sort of like when he's in the weird dystopian future, and there's all the robots, and he and the forest animals are trying to be like the rebellion terrorist uprising and stuff like that and then the other one was like friggin looney tunes with sonic yeah well yeah that was the one where the chili dog stuff comes from both of them were great by the way yeah (laughs) both of those cartoons i I, I wouldn't say they were quite aladdin great but they were pretty good no yes exactly (laughs) there was an aladdin cartoon yeah there was for for a while it was actually really good yeah yeah uh but yeah so the idea here um i heard about sonic 4 and everyone a lot of people, at least on the internet, know about the Sonic Cycle, which is, you know, <laughs> something that happens. Cycle of horrendous abuse. Well, it's it's not exactly a cycle of abuse, but I, I always think of it like, you know, Sonic fans are like the poor abused girlfriend who keeps on coming back. They really are. Because, uh, like, I don't understand how these games are still selling kind of well after... Why are you wearing those? That's I don't know, weird. I just found them. Um, why they're still selling well after so many horrendous, horrendous games. Well, what I don't understand is why Sega continues to make stuff that people don't want when the fans are shouting what they really, really want but yeah. the thing the is, but, but they keep selling. Not, not, it's not, weird. Not really well, but... Yeah. And and being defended. I mean, you know, no offense to them, but there were some people in the in the in the thread for this video who were, you know, furiously defending stuff like Sonic Adventure Two. Sonic Adventure for the Dreamcast was actually quite a bit of fun when it came out. I I will say that. Uh, Sonic Adventure Two was not not a horrible game. No. But it was not amazing either. No. Like it the Sonic Adventure games in general were okay, but the the issue with them is you always kind of felt like you were on rails. Yeah. Um, I think the most fun I've had with a Sonic game since since the originals was a Game Boy Advance or DS game. There was a, there was a DS game. Yeah, there were two of them. Uh, this was the second one, I think. Sonic Rush. Yeah, I think so. There was a lot of weird overworld stuff. The actual levels were fairly in keeping. They were two D and and you know interesting and stuff. And there was a whole ton of other crap that was completely unnecessary. But the actual two D levels were pretty fun. I'm not actually a huge fan of Sonic, and I never really have been. I, I kind of grew up with Nintendo systems. Yeah, so did I, and but I played Sonic on other people's Genesis. Yeah, but like I never got to play a lot of it. Like I remember I beat Sonic 1 at my cousin's house once upon a time when I was a kid, and you know, there was there was that trick where, I, I don't even remember how it worked, but there was some sort of code to get to like a warp zone, uh, chaos emerald level, and that was well, pretty cool. you had to cool. collect the two whistles and then blow them both at the same <laughs> <time>. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was totally Sonic. But I I always kind of felt like Sonic was sort of the poor not poor man's Mario, but like like Sonic the Hedgehog wouldn't have been received as such a as such an amazing thing if it wasn't like one of the first big sixteen bit platformers. Mm. Um, like I don't know had it had it not been like right on the cusp of the sixteen bit era, uh, it would not have been such a big thing. But you know it, I guess it did start off the whole mascot thing. 
And man, you found some crap mascots. <laughs> well, actually, I didn't even find those. Those were just things I remembered from the mid nineties. Seriously, I thought you made them up when I first read the script. And I knew you would think that I had just made them up. Well, who thought that they'd make a game called Zero, Zero the, the Kamikaze, Kamikaze Squirrel? Squirrel. <laughs> I know. Who, by the way, was a spinoff of Arrow the Acrobat. Yeah. He was Arrow the Acrobat's <laughs> arch nemesis. What, there and he was... got his own game as a good guy. Even into the PlayStation, you've got like Punky Skunk. Uh, and those those games, by the way, I was watching them. I know it like I guarantee you, all three of those games were made on exactly the same engine because I've played other games made on that engine. Mm. I played a Yogi Bear game made on that exact engine. Uh, oh man, Yogi Bear's great. I actually played the first. His, his game was terrible. I remember renting the first Bubsy game because it was like really well reviewed when it first came out. Really? Yeah. And then I what I didn't know is that there'd been a Bubsy cartoon show, which I actually found footage of while looking for stuff for this episode. He's so painfully. Hey kids, I'm in the eighties. Yeah. But he's not. He's in the he's in the mid to late nineties. I know. Yeah. What's what's his what's his catchphrase? What could possibly go wrong? Right. Oh, right. Which was at the very beginning of the first game. Like, but it sort of became a thing. I we watched a lot of terrible footage going through this because oh, actually, like, the stuff that Graham and Paul do for Unskippable is bad, but. Like, it does not get worse than Sonic cutscenes in a lot of cases. Oh my goodness. The, the stuff with um, with Elise from the 2006 Sonic game... That's like a JRPG that they've, like, rammed Sonic into. Like, the, the those cutscenes, those aren't Sonic games. It's, like, it honestly is something from a completely different game that Sonic is just in. I, I don't know how they got... How, like, why they would do that. I, it makes no sense. He looks weird if you pair him up with humans. I, and like, yeah, they, he the, looks weird anyhow. He does look weird, but the yeah. worst scene is where she leans over at the end of that cutscene that I that that's in that that's in the episode where she leans over and hugs him, and he's like looking over her shoulder, looking like some gigantic blue cancer growing out of his neck. <laughs> Speaking of Sonic looking weird, have you guys seen that cartoon, the "You Can't Unsee It" thing with Sonic's eyes? Oh, God. Wait, is it when he, the middle of his yeah. forehead peels up yeah. and then merges into, like, this horrible cycloptic... Can you find that? I, I'm kind of his, scared. his brow... It does not come all the way down. It doesn't come all the way down. Mm-hmm. So he's got one giant eye with two irises. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that before. It's very strange. He's a strange-looking yeah, character. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah. I never thought about that. Yeah. I never now thought about it, too. I don't think about it. But the thing is, when he's a cartoon, you know... It, 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 it doesn't yeah, yeah. matter, but when you keep making him look more and more realistic, you're like, wait, that doesn't work. Actually, that's partic- particularly bad in the uh, the Sonic Unleashed opening cutscene. Oh, yeah. Which apparently cost something ungodly, like $10 million to make. That one that we did on Unskippable? Yeah. Yeah. That scene was bad. <laughs> I mean, well made, but why? <laughs> so anyway, we got our friend Missy to be the... Um, to be the uh, the abused son and girlfriend, and yep. she did a fantastic job. Can we give her job. an Oscar? Like, break into the Oscar office and steal one? I thought she did a, just she a stellar it. job. Yeah. And uh, and uh, Ben, who's uh, who's here, actually doing here, the, uh, uh, Morgan Solis, <laughs> which people really enjoyed that name. So clearly, they've been playing Mass Effect. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I was that was sort of a mistake at first. Not really a mistake, but I I was writing the script and I wrote in. Uh, Morgan as a first name because I was like, sure, we can use cast member names because they're real names, whatever. Yeah. And then I was like, what? I need the last name. Why does Solus sound so good? Oh, yeah. Okay, well, whatever. I'll I'll fill it in with something else later. So the guy from Mass Effect is actually called Morden Solus. Oh, Morden. Yeah, and nice. then Graham, we needed a, a name for for uh, the Sonic fan later on, 
uh, who then also ended up with a Mass Effect inspired name with Sadie Masani instead of Zaid Masani. Nice. So, the um, mm. yeah, the uh, stories. Ben, sorry, another note. Ben, you need to go into psychology because uh, yeah. you've got like by the end of that psychiatry. Well, by the by the end by the end of that story, you have a really good sort of like these are all negative choices. You sound really concerned. I was yeah. really I was really was pleased with that. Concerned. You do I, sound well, like a counselor. Having seen her performance beforehand, I yeah. think it helped. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Because yeah, because Ben was there when we were when we were mm. when we were filming Missy, and then we went to shoot his bits, and so yeah, it was great. It was very very soft spoken, but very serious. You know, very yeah. Very concerned. It sounded definitely like you were trying to empower Missy to make better choices. He's a character in a very special episode. Yes, exactly. This week, a very special episode of ENN. (laughs) You deal with domestic abuse. (laughs) Poorly. (laughs) Flippantly. Uh, Flippantly, yes. I'm trying to remember what some of the anchor stories were. And at the height of flippancy, of course, is you Uh, guys going back. Oh, Oh, Brock Lesnar. That was great. Oh, yeah. It was well loved. Yes, I I really enjoyed the... um, the cutaway with Tim, which we shot at uh, Gatacon. Um, which was fun, by the way. Yes. Where were you? What? The where people were... listening, where were they at Gatacon? Probably not in Victoria. No. Apparently oh. we had one of the better attended panels. Hooray! Anyhow, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so the Brock Lesnar thing came about because mm-hmm. I was just scrubbing through my stories and I was like, I don't even know who Brock Lesnar is, so I'll click on this anyhow. And then I saw that picture that we flashed up and I was like, what the? Ah! Now that specific picture is not actually the cover, but the, the cover is an actual photo, like a, doc, a heavily doctored photo. But he still looks bizarre. <laughs> I mean, so... the man just looks strange. I always thought he looked weird. Uh, a lot of good, there was a lot of uh, big love for one of the other um, anchor stories. One of the ones you wrote, Kathleen, I can't recall which one though. Is it the... Teenagers are yes. Yeah. Teenagers being rated M for mature. Ah, oh, man, I love that one. Yeah, I read that study about like the actual Pew study was like teenagers, you know, are going online more and more and more. That's kind of like how they want to play games now. And I thought that was sort of interesting, but not terribly surprising. Yeah, it was like, me. well, yeah, that's not news, but thanks. Well, I guess it's news if you're really out of touch. I guess. I it's like, news to have that, and I would say it's news because it's now qualitatively documented. Yeah, it's, it's news in terms of having stats about it. Oh, uh, okay. Right? That's true. I liked that, uh, also the Mass Effect story, because Mass Effect, you know, there's a big thing about how they're like, oh, they're not, not going to patch it, which is exactly what happened with Dead Rising, like, three years ago. Yeah. Like, it, there's already a precedent for this. It's, you just have to get a better TV now. That, that's why I bought like I bought a computer monitor to play my 360 on because I couldn't read the text in Dead Rising. Yeah. So there you go. I'm not saying you have to. I'm just saying. Yes, all of you. Every last one of you. Go buy a new TV. Since you weren't at Godicon. Tim, Tim, you still use a standard definition TV, don't you? No, I do not. No? I, uh, I still do. But you don't have a 360. No, I have a PS3, though. Your roommate has a PS3. Wow. Yes, I've complained and said PS3. Yes. Uh, and, uh, yeah, the text is real small, but, uh... Real small. Uh, I was like, Adam, you should buy a new TV because you have a high-definition, you know, system that thinks that you're going to have one of these things. He's like, no, I don't want to. And I was like, well, okay, I'm not buying you one, right? Yeah, no kidding. That was the end of that discussion. All right. Nah, that's clear. Okay. 
according to Wikipedia, yeah. we're in the seventh console generation, which has to be true because it's Wikipedia. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when would Wikipedia ever lie Exactly. I've read about that, actually. Yeah. And how would you define a generation for consoles? When a new console is released or by technological innovations, be they in the storage media or controllers? Or do you have your own criteria for a generation? I think it's, it's when, really, when a couple new consoles are released around the same time. Yeah, it's really whenever like things release the next iteration. Yeah, yeah. Can't, I, I'm not going to say technology because i mean theoretically the 360 and the ps3 and the wii are all in the same generation yeah and the wii they don't know yeah, yeah. slightly on the same levels well they're all gonna they're all gonna have motion sensing pretty soon that's yeah. true but i'm so excited it's you know when yeah like the ps3 the 360 and the wii were released within a year or two of one another and they were all the next iteration of their various companies uh, home consoles so that where it gets a, little a generation very, where it gets a little very something like the dreamcast which came out Kind of in between what you would consider to be generation. No, yeah. the, the no Dreamcast way. is pretty clearly the first of the sixth generation of consoles. I think. Yeah, it was just yeah. like, it was just two years early and yeah, was, like was ahead of its early. time. But I mean, they, but if you look at Sega's, you know, release history, they had the Saturn in the previous generation, right? Yeah, yeah. Sega, so the Saturn was in the same generation as the sixty-four the, and the PlayStation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then Dreamcast, PS2, GameCube. Xbox. It's one of those things that's hard to define in terms of like rules that say this is when a generation starts, but everybody knows just by looking at it. Yeah. Okay, this is a new generation. I mean, in in Japan, I think it was much closer though. Like in Japan, the Dreamcast and the PS2 came about a year apart from each other. Segata Sanshiro. All right. Um, here's some random weird questions. Will Graham ever try to beat his five and a half hours of listening to Zombie Nation in the idiot room? Yeah. No. No. Is that Tyler? Uh, yeah, is that, is that Arius asking that question? No, it's Element Shaw. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't think I will, but other people already have. And, yeah, there you go. Uh, is, there any, is there any chance there uh, any chance that there may be a lure idiot room at some point revolving around the moon base? It's called the failure. It's, well, no, it, no, 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 it's no. No, it, the moon base. I think... It's, actually, I kind of like the idea. I like yeah, I mean, that if it, That's something I thought of before. If but, it yeah. gets to the point where... We're all in the office on a more, like on a regular basis, because we're there like two, three times a week, mm-hmm. a good chunk of us. If it gets to the point where, you know, this yeah. becomes the Monday to Friday, nine to five, then yeah, I mean, because... We'll, yeah, we'll film ourselves doing silly things all the time, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Like, I could definitely see an idiot room if this actually turned into something like that. I'll uh, put that on the back burner. All right. Also, after seeing episode 11 of Idiot's Room with the moldy pastry eating, Bill have Bill. you ever considered, if you still see Aiden, putting Bill against him? Aiden, that was Trenton. Uh, well, okay. Trenton ate the moldy pastry. Well, there you um, go. I don't know that Trenton's really into that sort of thing anymore. He just moved in with his girlfriend. <laughs> he has a girlfriend, which if you watch The Idiot Room, you know. You wonder why or it, how. Yeah, you, you got to wonder. But uh, good for him. Um, I mean, mostly I wonder just because of, of his opinions, not because of girls' <laughs> opinions of him, to be honest. But um, uh, I don't know. I think it'd be entertaining, but I still think Bill would take it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. All right. Uh, I understand the four of you got iPhones when they became available in Canada, so how come you didn't make a guy with four iPhones video? Didn't Uh, we... I have a script for it. Did you? Yeah, I have a script for I have three iPhone 3Gs. Yeah. Didn't we... That's what we're going to film, like, the day after, but it just didn't work. We just didn't have time. I don't recall why. Well, we we just couldn't think of enough good ideas or something at the time. I've got... I have that script somewhere. I should post it or something. Because, yeah, I, I definitely have a script for I have three iPhone 3Gs. I think we waffled on it for like a day because it was only new to 
like a bunch of other countries, but yeah. it wasn't new to the states. So what, but the 3G was new, but the iPhone wasn't. The iPhone, yeah, yeah, I remember that conversation. So maybe the new, I, maybe I, the new new through the yeah. iPhone later this when year. When I found the script, I was like, oh, we should have done that." Because the thing is, iPhone 3G also kind of rhymes with PS3, so it sort of worked. But yeah, yeah, there's not going to be a new iPhone later this year. Did you hear the throwing in the towel? Yeah, oh, yeah, right. Yeah, they're done. <laughs> Apple's actually just quitting the tech business altogether. <laughs> yeah, they're just they, everything's gone. All right, uh, what is your most used video game format? Either consoles, games for Windows, Steam, Flash games, or games for Mac. Tim? Um, I think lately it's been consoles over the course of my life. Definitely PC. Kathleen? Um, I have always been a Sony enthusiast. I've always gone uh, PlayStation, and then I have a PS3, or I guess I didn't buy an Xbox and went to my roommate bought a PS3. Uh, and... Uh, but for handholds, I've always been a hardcore Nintendo user. But I have never played an Xbox game. because Tisk tisk. Well, the thing is, and I defend this because my favorite kind of games are strategy RPG games, like the disguised kind, and like where it's more like chess, and uh, really good story-based JRPGs. So I really like Atlas games. So I've been moving, I've, I've, I've followed Atlas to the DS, because they're releasing more and more DS games. Um, but... For a long time, none of the game, and Xbox literally had no games I was interested in playing. That's fair. Uh, I've been spending most of my life on consoles. Um, for, I mean, apart from anything else, at home we never had a computer that was capable of doing games. Uh, and then when we did, it was a Mac. And I've always had Macs. And so only recently when I boot, I mean, I have played what games there were on Mac, but there have always been more for console. <laughs> for goals. And only recently... <laughs> No, 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 you know, like Mist and Riven and stuff like that, and uh, Myth, and uh, anything by Blizzard. Yeah. But, um... Uh, you pretty much just named them all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're getting better, but you're not wrong. Um, and only recently, like a couple months ago, when I boot-camped my new computer into uh, into Windows and, and bought, um, bought a bunch of stuff on Steam, have I been doing any real heavy PC gaming. So it's been mostly consoles for my whole life. Steam is so awesome for getting deals. Steam is awesome. I yeah. got the, the like $100 all-everything Valve has ever made pack, and it's fun. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Like I'm looking forward to the new um, Left 4 Dead expansion. Jer, go Jer. Um, yeah, I, I've spent most of my life playing consoles. It's funny, actually. I used to, like, I, play, I played handhelds almost exclusively for a while because I was living mostly at my mother's house. My parents were divorced in high school, and I wasn't allowed to have a console there, so I played Game Boy Color constantly. But, uh, yeah, it's, the handhelds have almost gone out of my life now. Like, I play, I play my DS occasionally, but I, um, I find that when I, when I want to play a video game, I want to sit down and have my nice, like, nice graphics, nice high-definition display, not have to worry about it. And I'm, I'm, uh, last few months anyway, handhelds are being really replaced by books. So, yeah, mostly just the console. Uh, I had, uh... The first two generations of PlayStation uh, back in the day. Um, although more recently, I'm in the same boat as Graham because I dual boot my MacBook uh, into Windows for the sole reason of playing Steam. Yeah, all I use it for is playing Steam. Because I hate Windows so much. Yeah. But it runs Steam and it runs games, and that's fantastic. So that's that. Ben, uh, let's see. Started out with a NES and. A- uh, 386. I think I got more use out of the 386 
playing like Civilization and Leisure Suit Larry and Commander oh. Keen. Fuck. Commander Keen, yeah. Uh, I uh, my only exposure to Commander Keen was when I was a kid, like when I was seven or eight years old, uh, and my uncle had it, but his joystick, the button on it didn't work, so you couldn't shoot his gun. So we were like, oh, hey, this is a kind of a neat game. I don't know how to get this part where there's a monster. Can't jump over him. Hmm. I wonder what's wrong with this game. Oh, well. Space bar. Uh, I, I played there, No, the, Yeah, there's something, like, we couldn't make it. Ah. Uh, oh. Um, but, yeah, mostly just uh, PCs and consoles now and again. Yeah. Um, when I was a kid, definitely consoles. Like, I had my NES, and I had my Genesis, and then I had my 64, and then... Xbox and stuff like that, but when I, uh, I think after high school, when I actually had enough money to afford my own computer, I actually bought my own computer, and then I started playing a lot more PC games, uh, and I've been moving back to consoles sort of ever since, um, but there's still games that I'll always play on the PC. I played a lot of WoW, and I'll continue to play all Blizzard's games and Valve's games and stuff like that, because they do good work. I really like uh, RTSs, and that's something yeah. that you really need to You really, for. yeah. And, well, and in my opinion, first-person shooters, too. Like, I'll play them on the 360, yeah. Yeah. Uh, mainly because all, like, a bunch of my friends do. But if given the choice, I would much prefer to play a, a first-person shooter on the PC. In general, yeah. There are some single-player ones that I think work well on the consoles, but... Yeah. I just don't... You don't have the reaction time. No. Um, uh, okay, I'll quickly answer the WoW question because I feel bad for skipping questions. I'm about to play WoW again after years away. I played from uh, 1.09 to 1.12, which isn't very long. Uh, and I wanted to ask Matt or any other WoW players what changes I should watch out for the most. Mm-hmm. Now, you asked this back in May, and this is a problem with these questions, but I assume you're back, and I assume you found out the qu- the, uh, the differences, and they are many. many. It, is, it is not the same game it, it once was, especially back in the one point. XX days yeah. for sure. I mean, it's changed so much since then. Did you see the interesting WoW news this week? Um, I know this is sort of this should be like for for those games we played, but um, two interesting stories about Warcraft came out. This like week. the numbers? Yeah, one that they that they've plateaued. Yeah, they aren't they're not increasing their their users. They're not going down. But no, they're, they're, they're they aren't increasing their number of users. Yeah. More more interestingly, most users never make it past level ten. Twenty no, percent. Yeah. 20, 20% of users... I thought this was most. No, no, no. It was, it was 20% of users never make that's, it past level 10. Huh. And that's... the in, biggest single block. Yeah, I guarantee you that's the biggest single block. Yeah. But 20% of users never make it past level 10. Huh. I just um, found that very interesting. Oh, yeah. It's, and it didn't surprise me at all, actually, to be honest. I mean, they, they keep touting the... I mean, they're, they're at 11.5 million people right now. Yeah. I mean, there's no way those 11.5 million people are all at 80 yeah. rating and well, shit yeah. like this. And I'll be I interested recall, to see... I recall something interesting that happened at one point when Matt was talking to a Loading Ready Run fan, and uh, you know, he, they were asking, you know, he was like, "What do you, you know, what do you play? How is your playing going?" And Matt was telling him, he's like, "Well, I'm level, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. And you know, because he was, he was, this is when he was raiding with you guys, and the guy was, and the guy who was talking, oh, yeah, to him was yeah. like, what, "How? Yeah, what do you mean? Like, what? I've been playing for over a year, and I'm only level twenty. Yeah, and Matt's like, what? I, I, how? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're, how are you doing it so wrong? Yeah. So it's I apparently some people just don't know how to do MMOs. So and may, maybe it's just being exposed to people who know how. Yeah, I don't know. Like Adam figured it out really, really fast, and having well, him around to talk to it helped me out a lot. I mean, it doesn't take a lot really. You just have to talk to people, you know, talk to NPCs, and then do things for them. 
Yeah. Eventually, uh, you're going to start getting more. But you don't want to actually listen to what the NPCs are saying. You oh, click no. through all that. If, oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Even if you do, even if you do, it'll just take longer. Yeah, it shouldn't take that long, though. It'll be interesting to see what happens when Cataclysm comes out. I think, you know, they'll see a surge. Because um, they didn't really see a surge with Wrath of Lich King. Um, not the one I think they were hoping for. But anyways, yeah, we could talk about that later if we want. Um, we're finally getting sick of WoW. Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I just think... They still have 11 and a half They still have players. millions of people like around the world people playing. people are getting sick of cocaine. Anyways, um, has, there, has there ever been a time that you have felt good about, even slightly turned on by, giving a completely horrendous satisfaction survey to a customer service department? I just did, and I felt so good after it, I think I peed a little. It's a little weird tack when I felt happened. I felt pretty excellent after I gave my anonymous employee survey to Rogers when I worked there because God just uh, I was a lot less um, profane than Morgan was in his because we worked there at the same time but boy it felt good to say a lot of those things I, I mean similar thing with teacher reviews at university I've I've had a couple situations where you know the the prof didn't do a very good job, so I want to give him feedback on that. And it's like you know I could say a lot of really negative things here, but I just I never I don't quite I can't quite bring myself to do it. So I say a few criticisms, and then you know kind of word it strongly enough that I hope they figure out the rest on their own. Yeah, but yeah, it does kind of feel good. Anybody else? No. Okay. One more question, and then we'll cut this off. Uh, and it's a Star Trek question. Nice. If they did another Star Trek TV series, yeah. Now this was asked May 29th. Was this bef- was that before or was it that must have been? I think it? just after the movie came. Just out. after the movie, right? How would you want them to go about it? A remake of one of the series like TOS, or a completely new crew and ship? If the later, uh, where on the timeline would you like it to take place? Before TOS, inserted somewhere in between TOS and Le- Nemesis, or after Nemesis? Uh, and my answer is, after seeing the movie, let's just go to that universe. <laughs> because, you know what, in my opinion, this, the, the current Star Trek TV universe has gotten pretty stagnant. And I don't think they, uh, I don't think they can bring it back without some major changes. Well, I think they basically destroyed that universe in the movie anyway. That's true. Right, so, that, that, it's done. I don't know. Um, I, Tally and I watched Generations <laughs> again the other day. Interesting choice. Uh, I just felt like I, you know, like I hadn't seen it in a long, long time. And I wanted to, to go back to it. And I kind of miss, I, I, I do kind of miss that universe. Uh, mm-hmm. Like that universe when it was good. Oh, yeah. Um, no. I, and I think a lot of people feel that way. But it's never, they're never being that they're never going to do a good job with it, they might as well, um, you know, leave it and do something different. So that at least it's sort of a separate entity. Yeah. To be honest, I actually don't. I don't think they need to make another TV series. Just keep making some movies. I know, but then, then there's like also the MMO, right? Which takes yeah. place in the original Star Trek universe pre-movie. Yeah. Um, years after, like years after, some years after Nemesis. Yes. Who knows, Graham? Um, uh, I don't know. Uh. I think they could do another series. I think if they did, it would probably end up being a lot... uh, They'd probably end up going the Battlestar Galactica route with it, making it all, like, gritty, shaky cam kind of stuff. Uh, So I don't know that I want that, necessarily. Not for Star Trek. No. It worked for Battlestar, but... Yeah, I know, but that's that's the thing, is that that's that's what would happen. That's true. Like, that's... They'd go, you know, no, it's got to be modern and gritty and 
stuff. And, uh, we can't leave the camera alone. God damn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It could, Whereas that's not what Star Trek is about. You it could follow one Starfleet agent over a day. A st- over one star day. Maybe 24 episodes yeah. in real time. Yeah. yeah, that would work really well. Do you remember that proposed Star Trek spinoff for a while uh, that was like, a, uh, it was set at the Academy. I was going to say this. Is that the Academy one? Oh, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, uh, at the end of DS9, Chief O'Brien goes back to the Academy to teach. Yeah. Right? That would have been so lame. I'm sorry. Oh, I would, yeah. I would not have watched that. No. Scrum style? Yeah. No, it was like <laughs> Saved by the Bell style yeah, Star Trek. Exactly. Uh, are you kidding me? Exactly. Cole Meany as Mr. Belding. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's exactly what I was just thinking. Uh, yeah. yeah, that would have been bad. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, but then, who, but then Enterprise was bad. So you know, you know who's got a lot of clout? Who I think you know could actually carry a Star Trek series? Was that Will Wheaton as the Traveler in <laughs> Star Trek? That'd yeah. be interesting. Make that it, happen. It would be like do that it would be like Will Wheaton Doctor Who Star Trek. Oh man, <laughs> that'd be right? sweet. Because he could he could travel anywhere. He could go to any dimension. That'd, that'd be pretty be sweet. Bad. <laughs> okay, that I'd watch. That'd be so cool. We should pitch that to him at PAX. Yeah. All right. That is a great idea. Okay, if you guys think this should happen, write your local television network. (laughs) Write your local Will Wheaton. Yes. Not until we've pitched it. Yes. (laughs) Wait till after PAX. All right. So that's it. Um, We got nothing else. I don't think anyways. I'm so green. If you stuck a podcast up my butt... Whoa. No. No. You're supposed to leave the podcast where it is. Preschoolers know that. I'd worry, Tim. I hear the podcast has aural herpes.